Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah. It's Mr. Encore. Fantasy sports and politics. Crew. Yeah. Check. Fantasy sports and politics. Ain't no other talk show hot as this. Cover every sport and we get it all right. Log on the site. You can listen tonight. Talk about the game. Who in first place? You can even call up. State your own case. Football, b-ball, soccer too. Log on. Ain't nobody stopping you. It's fantasy sports and politics crew. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Fantasy sports and politics crew. Yeah. Fantasy sports and politics crew. Fantasy Sports and Politics crew. Yeah, lock on. Peace. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again. Uh, we're back. I know uh, we haven't been on for a few t- few weeks, but we're back and, and uh, uh, live and kicking. Um, refreshed, I would, would say. Uh, sorry for not being on in the last few weeks, but like I said, we're back. I am JT, a.k.a. The Master, and I'm joined by my esteemed co-host, Jeff the Joker, and we make up the FSP Cruise Show. The number to call in is 347-637-3220. I'll run that back to you again. 347-637-3220 is the place to be, and you heard this before. If you want to talk to Jeff and me, we got a great show in store for you tonight. Talking a lot of basketball tonight. There's a lot of things on on, on the um, on the plate about basketball, and uh, some some controversy. Cute things that are controversial. Uh, in fact, a lot of them um, in men and women's sports in basketball, men and women's basketball, I should say. Um, we also have a chat room. If you want to jump up in that chat room, you can join us there. Um, uh, make a statement or a comment in that chat room um, or a question. If you want to ask that, you can do that in that chat room. What you put into it is what you're going to get out of it. Anyway, uh, without further ado, um, uh, let me get, let me bring my uh, esteemed co-host, my fellow, fellow Jersey guy. He's heard this before and I say it all the time. Um, two, two double J's from the state of Jersey. Uh, what's up, Jeff? Jeff, are you there? Hello? I am not getting Jeff. Jeff, are you there? I'm not getting Jeff. Anyway, uh, hopefully Jeff will call back in, and uh, we'll get him on the line. Um, Got some technical difficulties. I apologize, people, for not being on Sunday. Technical difficulties we had on Saturday, and quite naturally, um, the FSP show did not go on as scheduled. Uh, that was due to Block Talk Radio. It wasn't due to on our side. And Sunday being Easter, I wasn't able to get on 
And uh, um, but we're on now, and hopefully I can bring back my bring up my boy Jeff. Uh, what's up, Jeff? Heard you missed us. We're back. <laughs> there he is, my fellow Jersey guy. How you doing, man? All right, all right. How about you? Not bad, not bad, Jeff. Uh, I'm gonna take a moment out and thank you for when you called me and with the issue that was going on. I happened to be sitting next to my better half, um, and you know where I was. And I really appreciate yeah. the phone call and, and the um, support that you gave me um, uh, at that time. I just want to say that uh, right yeah. out, right out the bat. Do. That could do. Everything is cool now. Um, she's smiling. I'm smiling. Everything's good. So I, I just, uh, I just really appreciate that. I, it caught me off guard. I was surprised, but I appreciate the phone call. Uh, my pleasure. I mean, I'm glad. I'm glad I was able to help. You know. So. Yep. 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 Hey, okay, uh, Jeff. Now, today, uh, for the most of the hour that we've been sitting here. Uh, depending on how long this goes, we're going to be talking about men's and women's basketball. And, and, and to tell you the truth, you know, I, I think this is a short subject um, and, and nothing to disparage women's basketball, but um, I'll, I'll hit that first um, because In the women's basketball now, into the NCAA tournament, the University of UConn's women's basketball team has been nothing short, and, and I I can't even think of a um, I got I can't even uh, get a stronger word or or think of a stronger word. I wish I could. Nothing short of dominant, um, and that's really selling them short. When they're able to win, um, I think the average score they've been winning by up until this point is, um, I think, about 40 points, if I'm not mistaken. I think that's a, that, that's around the average. I could be off maybe uh, 10 or so points, but I think the average, they've been winning by 40 points. Now, this is supposed to be the best women's basketball teams in the land. I don't know if women's uh, 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 UConn's bracket was a soft bracket or it's just the fact is that UConn women's basketball team is so dominant and on such a roll and they've been undefeated for forever um, that um, who knows what's going to happen. I think they play Oregon, if I'm not mistaken, which is the number two seed in the, in, 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 because they're in the final four. And uh, Washington, the seventh seed, plays. Oh my God, what is it? Washington, the seventh seed, plays. Um, hold on a minute, I'll, I had it up here. Let me bring it back again. Plays. Come on. Come on. Final four. Washington State plays the um, Syracuse. I'm sorry, Syracuse. That's right. They play number four Syracuse uh, in the other bracket in the Final Four. Um, UConn's the number one seed. 
Oregon is the number two seed from their respective brackets. And um, I don't know what's going to be a better game, uh, one and two with uh, UConn and Oregon or Washington State and uh, uh, Syracuse. But that's not the reason why I'm bringing it up. Dan O'Shaughnessy, a reporter out of Boston for a Boston newspaper, sat said for, for all intents and purposes, watching um, women's basketball when it has to do with UConn is a waste of time. Um, and it, UConn basically is uh, bad for the game uh, because uh, bad for women's basketball game. Uh, and uh, I'm going to play a clip. It's about a three-minute clip uh, of a interview or whatever from uh, Gino Uriyama, who is the uh, coach of the UConn Husky women's basketball team. And then I'm going to get back to you, Jeff, and get your comments on uh, what he said and your thoughts overall. national sports writer who noted the score in UConn's win and then said, hate to punish them for being great, but they are killing the women's game. Watch, no thanks. How often do you run into that idea that UConn's success... Who said that? Shaughnessy. Yeah. That UConn's success... He has a lot of comments. Could be killing the game. From up in Boston. My question is, don't watch. Don't watch. Nobody's putting a gun to your head to watch. So don't watch. And don't write about it. Spend your time on things that you think are important. If you don't think this is important, don't pay any attention to it. The fact that you have to comment on it says something about you, doesn't it? We are what we are. We are what we are, you know? Um, We do what we do. You know, we do what we do. When Tiger was winning every major, nobody said he was bad for golf. Actually, he did a lot for golf. He made everybody have to be a better golfer. And they did. And now there's a lot more great golfers because of Tiger. So, there's a lot better writers than Dan Shaughnessy. (laughs) But that doesn't mean he's bad for the game. I don't know if you heard about the first press conference today, but... Apparently, Gino was asked, uh, was reminded of a Boston Globe reporter who wrote, apparently yesterday or today, that UConn basketball is bad for the sport. And he took off almost the entire press conference on that angle. You, as a coach, when you see the dominance and people saying it's a foregone conclusion that they're going to win, that it's not a a good sport, what's your reaction to that? Um, I'm sure he has a better angle on that than I do. I, I I think we all need to get more competitive. I think we all know that in women's basketball. We know that parity is a great thing. Uh, uh, what happened on Friday is a great thing for our game. Um, players just have to continue, and I think I've heard some coaches talk about this this year. Players need to get in the gym. Um, we all need to get better and continue to try to grow the, the game, period. So I don't really 
I think he has a better take on that than I do. All right, that uh, uh, other that woman that uh, was commenting in uh, in the uh, other half of that uh, uh, recording was uh, Karen Austin, the Texas Longhorn women's basketball coach, when she was asked about it. What's your What's your thoughts on that, Jeff? Um, um, is uh, you think women women's basketball is uh, worse off with UConn doing what they do? I don't think so. And I think I've heard some of the discussion. And one thing I didn't hear, somebody might have said it, but I didn't hear it, is, you know, uh, you probably remember this. I caught the very end of it. When UCLA was absolutely, I I, I don't even know if dominate is the word, they were devastating the men's game from the mid-60s to the mid-70s. You know, you were just a little pup back then. You know, I was like, you know, and, and you know, a toddler towards the end of that, uh, <laughs> right? I mean, they, they it was insane. I mean, right. it, something. What did they win? Like uh, ten out of twelve championships? It was unheard of. And right. I don't think maybe anybody ever said, "Oh, they hurt college basketball" because it was very popular then, and it stayed very popular. Now, I'm curious. Now, the thing is, that one of the big differences between the women's college and the men's college game is that the, the women stay for four years and, and, and the men's stars don't. But right. when you got a stacked UConn team, how do you get top stars to commit? I guess you could say, well, you might not play a lot your first year or two, but you'll be playing with the best, and then, you know, you're going you're gonna to rock your third and fourth year. But there's a lot of other places where, uh, you know, a young woman could go and start right off the bat. And, you know, and be a focal point, you know. But, like, UCLA did the same thing. Uh, and back then in the men's game, teams were allowed more scholarships. And they said UCLA would stockpile guys just to keep them away from opponents. And, and one of the examples of that was during um, Bill Walton's tenure, and that was a very different era. You know, I mean, he played – I don't think he was eligible to play as a freshman because back then I think that was before freshmen were. But, you know, he – so he played at least three years there. Um, and I don't know if you remember this. His backup was Sven Nader. Right. Mm-hmm. And who, who was a very – went on to be a very good NBA center. And and Nader barely played at UCLA because uh, I really think this uh, – you know, Walton was, was a great college player, and, and the college game was more conducive to him because he he didn't have – the physical constitution for the NBA with longer games, season more than twice as long, and the more physical play. He he just wasn't cut out for the NBA. But for college, he was one of the all-time great big men. Um, and, uh, I, I mean, those UCLA teams were stacked. Uh, and, and nobody said they ruined the game. I mean, maybe a few – you know, sour uh, grapes, you know, whoever else was in the pack eight at the time, you know, um, it, you know, in another comparison, I mean, uh, when Mike Tyson was uh, running roughshod over the heavyweight division, you know, I, he helped the sport because he gave it a face. And, and when, when you have a Goliath, you know, a Tiger Woods or whatever, or, you know, somebody that dominant, a, a lot of people are watching to see them, and then there's a lot of people watching, hoping they'll lose, you know? 
I guess the problem with UConn is it's such a slim chance they're going to lose because let's say sometimes people want to watch to see Duke or Kentucky lose, but and they lose once in a while. You know, UConn, they almost never lose. So, But I, I really don't think it's bad. I don't think you can – I mean, you can't prove it. Uh, and it's funny. You want to talk about Duke, you know, uh, they're a team that people feel strongly about one way or the other. I tell you, I was disappointed with Coach K because he got busted lying. I mean, yep. it, it, believe me, it's nothing in the big picture. If that's the worst thing he ever did, you know, he's a heck of a guy. But considering all his success, all his smarts, all his maturity, he should have known better. You know, uh, I, I'm not sure why he did it. And uh, you, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yep, yep, yep. Yes, I, I am. I, I mean, I was shocked. I'm not a huge K fan, but I respect the guy, you know. Um, I was just like, huh? And to me, believe me, if I was the the kid who he said that to, I would be flattered that Kay even knew my name. You know what I'm saying? I'd be like, oh, my God, he knows my name and took the time to say something to me? I'd be like, yes, sir. I mean, I'd be like, I'm sorry, sir. It won't happen again. I'd be like, uh, like, oh, could you sign this uh, before you go? Uh, You know, I'd be in awe of that guy. I don't say that about a lot of people, but. When it comes to college coaching, you know, you're making a Mount Rushmore. K is going to be on it, you know, um, up there with Wooden and uh, K's mentor, who he had a falling out with, Bob Knight, a couple others. Boom, you know, that that that's your Mount Rushmore of college coaching. Yes, sir. All right, speaking of basketball, Jeff, I'm going to transition over to men's basketball, and in particular – men's pro basketball where there's two I don't know which well I would say I don't know which one's more controversial because uh, I'll go to the light one first and then we'll deal with the heavy one after that Uh, one of the things now this is the um, not the NBA um, basketball hall of fame this is the um, pro I think it's a basketball hall of fame in general, if I'm not mistaken, that uh, um, Yao Ming is one of the players that is um, nominated to be a, uh, uh, for the hall of fame. And Jalen Rose, and I imagine there's some other ones out there, uh, Yao Ming didn't have a long career, and it was filled with injuries, and that's really shortened his career. Um, and there's some, I guess, talk of whether his his uh, when he was playing, if he played at a Hall of Fame level, and does that warrant him going into the Basketball Hall of Fame? Um, Jalen Rose, uh, uh, I wouldn't say vehemently, but Strongly suggested, absolutely no way. Can't see a reason why he'd be inducted. I think the reason why he was um, nominated uh, in the first place was the international committee, uh, not the, I guess, the American committee, whatever it is. Uh, And that's how he is is eligible to be inducted into the uh, Basketball Hall of Fame. Um, In my opinion, He's a nice player, but 
I don't think he's the type of player that should be in, uh, um, inducted into the Hall of Fame. Now, he may get there, he may not, but there's a strong suggestion that he w- will because uh, of the international tie, him being from China. But in my opinion, uh, no way, no how should be he, should he um, be into the Hall of Fame. And I think they're supposed to announce the inductees on um, Monday, if I'm not mistaken. This Monday coming up. What's your thoughts? You know, I think it's debatable, and I'm not sure of the exact criteria for the uh, Basketball Hall of Fame because sometimes when you're talking about, let's say, music groups or uh, music solo artists, sometimes it's not just the sales, it's the influence. So Mm -hmm. I don't know if they could take Ming's influence into consideration. And he was excellent when healthy. And, you know, know, like, I mean, he wasn't quite this good, but, I mean, hey, look at uh, in, in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, which is not the NFL Hall of Fame, it's the Pro Football Hall of Fame. It's a separate mm-hmm. entity from the NFL, mm-hmm. even though 99% of that place is about the NFL. Uh, mm-hmm. Gail Sayers had a short career when he's in the Hall, you know? And, and occasionally, guys with short careers, if they are dominant, can make a Hall of Fame. And I guess it's up to the voters and, you know, and what the criteria are. Um, and I guess... One one thing in his favor, I don't know if they're allowed to include it. I mean, influential, and you know the NBA loved him because they really wanted to get into, you know, uh, the Asian market, especially China, where he's from. And, and I remember when he came into the league, I, I saw him. I didn't see much of him. I'm thinking he's going to be the next Sean Bradley, and uh, he was much more than that. So, not, not merit a Hall of Fame induction, but uh, you know, uh, just. Uh, you know, unfortunately, it's a, it's a shame he couldn't stay healthier because if, if he could, it's a big if, there wouldn't be a debate. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with you. Um, but assuming he's in, in, uh, inducted into the Hall of Fame, he'll be among the, the modern inductees with the shortest NBA careers. Just five Hall of, Fame, Hall of Famers who debuted after 1960 have played fewer games than Yao uh, 486. Um, that's uh, Arvidas Sabonis, Bill Walton, and I'll, I'll give you the numbers. I'll, I'll start from the uh, um, the bottom. Drazen Petr- Petrovic with 290 games, Sarunas Marcelonis with 363, Ralph Sampson. I thought he played more than that, but he only played 456. Bill Walton 468, Arvidas. Sabonis, 470, and Yao Ming with 486. But 486, well, like I said, who debuted after 1960, I played uh, played fewer games than Yao Ming, who's 486. So, um, excuse me, Samson and Walton were great college players. So, yes, uh, that gets considered. I don't know if Yao Ming's career in China gets considered. So, uh, you know, like a lot of things, you got to get all the facts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I mean, like I said, in my opinion, he doesn't, he doesn't deserve it, but uh, there's a strong possibility that he will go into the Basketball Hall of Fame. Now, it's not the 
NBA Hall of Fame. That's the Basketball Hall of Fame. That's two different entities. I just wanted to put that out there. Speaking of, now let's get to the real juicy thing here. Um, it seems like the Lakers can't get a break. Um, besides, as bad as they've been playing, and the fact is that this is, is uh, Kobe Bryant's uh, swan song and, and um, season. And after this, that he no longer will be playing for the Lakers. He'll be watching him and comment, commenting on him, what have you. The um, supposedly roommates, um, best buddies, or whatever you want to call them, have an issue now. Young rookie, number two pick in the, in the uh, past draft for the NBA, D'Angelo Russell. Uh, I think he averages about 14 points a game, something like that. Uh, I don't know the other particulars. I can find them, but I, I, I just, that's not the point. Rooms with uh, rooms with Nick Young, or I guess he's he's they developed some type of bond, uh, team bond. Uh, I mean, teammate bond, I should say. We're in a room together, talking man talk, talking you know whatever, and. Uh, Nick Young, I think he's 19, 20 years old compared to, uh, uh, not Nick Young, but uh, D'Angelo Russell, 19, 20 years old, something like that. Young kid, and apparently very immature, uh, video recorded on his phone, Nick Young confessing, talking about his conquest, um, Swaggy P is, 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 is his other name who's engaged to uh, uh, Ziggy Pop. Um, and we're close to tying a knot, if I'm not mistaken. Um, like their nuptials were supposed to be uh, coming up uh, um, shortly. I don't know how, I don't know exactly the, the exact date. But confessed his indiscretions to a fellow teammate who he thought he had the um, man code in effect. Meaning, you know, I'm, I'm talking to you. It gets no further than you. And uh, uh, especially um, with you not recording it. And then it getting out in social media and quite naturally because um, who else, who's not on social media, especially entertainers um, and, and uh, a lot of pro athletes and quite naturally, like I said, a lot of entertainers, Instagram, um, Facebook, uh, Twitter. He got out and uh, quite naturally it was trending and Azalea Pop saw it and uh, made a comment. And now, Nick Young is in trouble with his uh, fiance and is like a pariah in the Lakers locker room. Uh, got booed last night on the uh, um, home floor uh, of the Lakers and since apologized, but supposedly his apology 
wasn't heard by Nick Young. And when Nick Young was approached about on it in a press conference, he said it, it's uh, between he and I, it's a personal issue that I'm not going to really comment on in front of you guys. Now, I got a two-and-a-half-minute clip from First Take that Stephen A., uh, I think he most eloquently <laughs> puts it. Uh, I'm going to p- play that, and then, Jeff, I want you to give me your comments and thoughts on uh, Mr. D'Angelo Russell and his bright idea of doing what he did. Stephen A., what kind of damage will this do to Russell's career? Irreparable damage. He'll never be trusted ever again in the NBA. This will stay with him for the rest of his career. Could he potentially go on and play? Sure. He's got to elevate his level of play. He's got to average more than 13 points a game. He's got to average more than 3.4 assists per game. He's got to shoot better than 41% from the field. There's no question about it, but if there was ever a priority placed on his career in terms of him needing to elevate himself to superstar status, it would be right now because that's about the only thing that will make you want to be around him. Let me put this in its proper perspective for the the American public to stomach. I am a reporter, and even I don't want to talk to him. I mean, you got to be kidding me. I mean, just sit up there and, 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 and exercise that level of a violation. Now, I understand everybody talking about it's not a man code. It's, it's a everybody code because women have certain codes. Well, damn it, I'm a man. I'm only talking for me. Molly, you can feel free to speak for the women anytime you want to. As a, man, as a man, you don't do that. Under no circumstances do you infiltrate yourself into somebody else's business and, and, and discuss or reveal their private personal affairs, particularly when it comes to women. You turn the other way. You didn't see. You saw no evil. You heard no evil. You know no evil. Shut the hell up. Mind yep. your business. Step off and move on. And I don't want to hear all of this stuff about you. Okay, he's 20 years old. You're 13 years old. You know better. You're Mm -hmm. 10 years old. You know better. I don't care how young you are. You the the second you get a a, a scintilla of sense, you know not to do this. So the fact that he would do this just shows that he is completely untrustworthy, incredibly immature. It was a juvenile punkish mood of the highest order. Mm You cannot trust this young man after this. This is one of those situations where the Lakers got to contemplate trading him. This is one of those situations where his agent needs to contemplate dropping him so he doesn't lose other clients. I mean, the money he may have ended up costing himself just because of this. This is how bad this is. You do not do what this man did under no circumstances. Right. It's, 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 It's as egregious as it gets. And then um, before you comment, Jeff, um, Michelle Beadle, I think, on Sports Nation um, said that why isn't anybody talking about Nick Young and his cheating ways versus – wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me, let me finish. Let me finish, and then I'll give you, give you the floor. Uh, and and, and uh, uh, his cheating ways instead of um, – uh, lambasting and making a uh, uh, pariah of D'Angelo Russell. Um, your thoughts. Take all the time you need to, to bring it out. 
Man. All right, all right. But, I mean, D'Angelo Russell is beneath my contempt. Michelle Beadle doesn't get it. And, And you know what? And it's not a guy code. It's a human code. Because this reminds me a little of, uh, wow, back in uh, the late 90s, uh, uh, former President Clinton, when he was still in office, you know, uh, he was fooling around with uh, an intern, Monica Lewinsky, and this woman, Bud, if you remember this woman, what was her name, uh, Linda Tripp, I think was her name, buddied up to Monica Lewinsky, you know, a young woman, uh, an intern, mm-hmm. having an affair mm-hmm. with the president, and buddied up with her. So she could tape the phone conversations, which included her conversations about her relationship with the president. And you know what? Okay, the president fooled around with his wife. whoop de doo that's a business. You know, that's a personal mm-hmm. matter. And, and, you know, I'm not a rabbi. I'm not a priest. Even if I was, that's up to, that's up to the boss, if you believe in him. That's not up to me. You know, what do they say? Uh, you know, Christian people, judge not, and ye shall not be judged. So... You know what? Okay. President Clinton cheated on his wife. Hey, not my business. I'm not saying I approve. Not my business. You know? So Also, sometimes some, some marriages, you know, they got an agreement, an understanding or whatever. I don't know. Not my business. And that's a personal matter. And I remember thinking, you know, I can't say, oh, I would never cheat on my wife. But I remember thinking to myself with this Linda Tripp thing, I would never buddy up with somebody for the purpose of recording a phone conversation. You don't do that, you know. You just don't do it. And then that woman, she looked like a dog, like a, I don't know if you're familiar with the breed, a lasso opso, like a really ugly-looking dog. And she has this press conference, and she's saying, I'm just like you. And I said, no, you're not just like me, because I, I, I wouldn't do a friend like that, you know. Um, and... I mean, right, I mean, I wouldn't piss on D'Angelo Russell if he was on fire. Um, I mean, when he when he comes into a game, fans should turn around. You know, if he walks into a Starbucks, they should just say, you know, no, nah, we're not serving you. Get get out. You know, I'm not kidding. <laughs> and, and you know, it's funny you hear about these one and done. You know, black maturity. You know, uh, this, this is an example. Uh, but, but you know what I mean. Uh, There's no excuse for it I'd love to hear his side How it happened Why it happened You know what I'm saying Like Mm Because I can't think of any plausible explanation Now Alright I'm going to do this I don't like doing it But I'll bash on some of these youngins You know The millennials But sometimes I call them The gimp generation Because some Mm -hmm. of these young cats Just don't get it You know Because they can't take a poop without putting it on social media. Well, no, first they got to ask mom and dad, and then they got to post it on social media. And right. some of these clowns is like, hey, I just did 10 tequila shots. Hey, let's put it on uh, Facebook. Duh. Hey, I just smoked a joint. Let's put it on Facebook. You know, I just did whatever. I mean, they're cripples. You know, they're, they're goddamn cripples. Like another one. They're not all like that. I got a young cousin who's a real nice guy. He's not like that, you know. Um, but and I'm not just saying it because he's family. Uh, but like, uh, uh, you know, like this, this idiot man, you know, Johnny Manziel. You know, he, he goes to a party with his idiot friends. They don't realize, hey, you know, 
if this gets posted, he'll get in trouble. Everybody uh, turn off your camera. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Nope. These guys can't take a poop without filming it, and, and they don't get it, and they never will. And it's a different generation because, you know, people my age, a lot of us, you know, we walked to school by ourselves and maybe with a friend or two. We came home by ourselves frequently right. to an empty house. Maybe right. we could have used more supervision, but at least we learned to be independent. You know, right. and we learned how to handle our own business and not to cry to mommy and daddy all goddamn day long, you know, and not mm-hmm. to share your business with the whole planet, you know. Um, yep. I, I think that might be part of it. And, uh, you know, I, I, I mean, believe me, at this point, I don't even think the Globetrotters would want D'Angelo Russell, you know. It's like, because um, I, 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 he's, you know, and it doesn't matter if the guy was cheating. I mean, I'm not saying it's good, but that's not that's not my business. You know what? Does that justify it? No, of course right. not. Right, but exactly. What, what was this punk? Trying to prove, I mean, I'm not kidding. I think in the NBA world, which, you know, I'm not privileged to, you know, the inside, this is worse than being gay, you know? Because if he's a gay dude, you figure, well, you know, if he's a decent player, he's an okay guy, he doesn't bother me, all right, whatever, you know? At least he's not screwing you over like this cat, you know? Yep. Yeah, Uh, the lowest kind of scum. I mean, worse than a drug dealer, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I I watched um, where was that? I I was it, was it NFL Live? I think it was NFL Live. I, I didn't couldn't wasn't able to sleep, and I caught uh, NFL Live early this morning, real early this morning. And one of the uh, guys on there, like you know, they have uh, NFL Live besides having um, um, the commentator, and I can't, can't I can't remember his name now. But uh, they have Jeff Saturday. They have um, uh, uh, Jerome Bettis. And um, I forget the linebacker from the Giants. I forget his name off the top of my head. Pierce. Antonio Pierce. Ant- Antonio Pierce. Thank you, Jeff. Um, and I'm going to read you something. <laughs> and I got to believe it. And, and as Jeff, Jeff Saturday was saying this, uh, both Antonio Pierce and Jerome Bettis were either smiling or shaking their head, uh, acknowledging everything he was saying. If this happened, and this is a quote from Jeff Saturday, if this happened in an NFL locker room, I would be shocked if there wasn't a physical altercation of some sort. I definitely don't agree with Young doing whatever he's doing, but as a teammate and as a friend, my expectation is that you come to me first. I would have never have expected it to be, end up on social media. We have rules that everyone abides by as a team, and this is our family away from our family, and we have to treat it like that. There are things that happen in your family and in your home that you wouldn't want broadcast on social media. There are conversations that you don't want everyone in America knowing. You have to be able to have that trust amongst your teammates. Um, and there's another thing here, and I'm not excusing him, but I'm just this is a quote from Byron Scott, uh, the Lakers coach, about uh, uh, D'Angelo Russell. Uh, he's such a kid. I told him the other day, you're 19, but sometimes I think you're 14. Um, I, I don't know, man. Um, I, I, I'm surprised 
that um, he didn't get his his his, his uh, so to speak his ass whooped uh, real quick um, you know by what? by by more than one guy in that locker room. Um, you know I'm pretty what? sure. This, Go ahead. This this guy. I mean, no nobody on the team is going to talk to him. That's even worse. You get your ass kicked right. if it's not that bad. It's over with pretty quick. I mean, you know, as long as it's not too bad. But when it, nobody's going to talk to this guy. They travel. I mean, the season's close to being over, but believe me, if you go on a week-long road trip and nobody says a word to you, that's a long road trip. I mean, nobody's going to eat with him on the road. Nobody's going to talk to him in the locker room, at practice, et cetera, et cetera. And persona non grata, that's the Latin term. You know, and it's right. like a lot of Latin terms are used in English, and you sound smart if you use them. So that's what he <laughs> is. I mean, I mean he, he's – Worse than a drug dealer, not as bad as a child molester. I mean, he's in bad company. And, you know, I, I want to give this guy the time of day. And believe me, you know, and he's probably, you know, he's a little punk. He's probably crying his eyes out. Good. Serves him right. And being shunned, being ignored, uh, he's probably, you know, the most hated man in America. That's worse than getting, uh, you know, your butt kicked. I mean, gee, look at the Jets. Um uh, Gino, uh, Gino Smith, Gino linebacker Smith. at 600 yep. bucks and got his jaw broke. I mean, yep. uh, the Angelo Russell. I mean, he should be in a coma. Not, uh, you know, for what he did. If yep. you're going to grade it on that scale, you know, I mean, this is uh, 600 bucks is pocket change for these cats, you know. But uh, I don't know if there was character issues earlier, and you know, they try to get to know these guys. But, you know, this is a snot-nosed little punk, and like he's probably balling right now, and it's the end of the season. It's going to be miserable for him. And, and you know, uh, when he goes to a new team, the, nobody's going to want to, you know, give him the time of day because, you know, NBA is a small league, you know. Yeah, yep. um, and, and, and he might have to go overseas or something, you know, and even then, you know, it's a small world, you know. Yeah, man. Uh, I, he's going to have to. I don't know if he's ever going to come back from this one, man. It, this is like, you know, um, wow. This is a, a extremely um, low down and dirty type of thing that you would do to a teammate. And uh, if he stays on his team, it, quite naturally, there's going to be a lot of turnover in the Lakers. But whoever comes in fresh from another team or from wherever. Uh, to this to this team is going to know ahead of time because it's all over. He could, no one could not know um, what took place this, this past season um, with the Lakers, especially with this kid, and, and come into this situation and and uh, uh, really have uh, not, really have nothing to do with this kid. For the simple fact is, he may be a teammate, but it's the type of teammate. You, and, and you have to put this in perspective, a teammate in quotation marks. He may be a teammate in name, but uh, you can't trust this guy because uh, uh, what he did supposedly to a close teammate, uh, somebody who's supposed to be a friend of his or whatever, and he decided to put him really on blast, I mean, blast it out there. Uh, and, and the fact is I saw something, Jeff, that – and and I'm I'm trying to fathom – uh, I, th- I think he said to me, he doesn't know how it got out, um, which I find that very hard to believe because he's the one who had made the video. 
He's the one who had it on his device, wherever, whatever device it was, whether it's on a pad or it was on his phone. And he it had to come from him because the fact is he's the only one who had it at the time. So uh, he since, like I said, he's since apologized. I think he's apologized over and over uh, tenfold, but that's not going to help him because once, once something, the trust is broken like that, you, 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 it's going to be tough for this guy to come back from it. All right. We got about 15 minutes left and I want to talk and I want to move the conversation from the hardwood to the, uh, um, to the gridiron and two, two, um, controversial players. And it seems like this controversy day today, uh, one coming from the, uh, uh, uh West coast, and the other one coming from the East Coast. Um, and let me tell who I want to talk about first. Let's talk about this one first. Now, we didn't get a chance to talk about it last week, so I want to bring it up this week. Uh, RG3 is when he first came into the league. Now he's Robert Griffin III, uh, basically. And he's moved over uh, to uh, um, a a head coach slash offensive coordinator that I um, really uh, uh, am a fan of. Uh, there's a few offensive coordinators that I'm really a fan of um, and try to, in fantasy, gather their players because of the fact is their schemes and they're, they're innovative and, and they get the most out of their players. And he's moved over to the Cleveland Browns under the tutelage right now of um, – Hugh Jackson as the head coach, in my opinion, one of the better um, offensive-minded coaches slash uh, quarterback guru in the league. Uh, gotten the best out of uh, um, Andy Dalton. Has gotten um, um, has, has uh, 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 um, show Flacco because when he was with the uh, Baltimore Ravens. Uh, had one year, which I still say he got shafted when he was with the Oakland Raiders with Carson Palmer. Um, and now he's with the Cleveland Browns. Um, they were looking for a quarterback. They still may take one in the draft, but they scooped up Robert Griffin III, uh, along with Pep Hamilton and Tom House. All those guys have very good history in tu- tu- uh, um, tutoring and mentoring a quarterback. And uh if Robert Griffin III, in my opinion, uh, takes to it, and supposedly he came in very humble when he got his interview uh, to whatever it was uh, before they signed him, um, and uh, takes to the um, coaching, because uh, Hugh, Hugh Jackson don't play. Uh, Hugh Jackson tells you like it is every day, all day, uh, and, and if you don't like it, too bad, but this is what the way it is. And then with Pep Hamilton and Tom House um, trying to resurrect this guy's career, what's your thoughts? So Robert Griffin III going to Cleveland, and what's his possibility of resurrecting his career um, and, and uh, uh, going back somewhat to his ways when he first came into the league as a rookie? You know, it, it's worth a shot. Uh, I think this might be a good place for him. I mean, I know there's been issues with uh, – you know, now he's R.G. Clay because he's in Cleveland. Uh, there's been issues with him. 
Um, but, you know, he's in a whole much higher class than Manziel and uh, for several reasons. I mean, at least, you know, okay, uh, you could say sometimes RG3 was a brat. Yeah, a brat. Manziel was an idiot. You know, there's a big difference, you know, because RG3 stays off the police blotters, you know. Exactly. Well, yep. the difference. And, and this is trivial. This doesn't have to do with his game. But sometimes a player like RG with a lot of, you know, comes in the league with a lot of hype and whatever, you know, you talk about things besides his game. He needs a new haircut. I don't have a problem with his haircut. I used to have long hair. It wasn't braids like him, but I had long hair. And some people, they just can't get past the long hair. It's like, I'll tell you, my uncle was cool with it. And I knew he was always a guy who hated long hair. But at least <laughs> okay. he, didn't, he didn't start crapping on me. I knew he didn't like the hair, but he still liked me. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Once in a while, if you get long, you grow your hair out, you see somebody I haven't seen in a couple of years, they act like you got the cooties. You know? Right. I mm-hmm. don't get that. You know? Um, and the only reason I feel bad even mentioning his hair, because I don't have a problem with that hairstyle, but, you know, sometimes, hey, new city, new look. And I don't know if that hairstyle fits his image. I mean, the guy, he's from a military family, and he's Republican. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mm-hmm. scream out long braids, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sure, I understand exactly what you're saying. I, yeah, I you definitely know, like I, mm-hmm. you know, just uh, I swear to God, if I was in his ear, I'd say, hey, hey, you know, uh, uh, what do you think? Uh, maybe a new city, new look, new leaf, whatever. Um, you know, uh, I mean, he keeps it up. You know, it's not like it's you know it's a bad hairstyle, but I think he's due for a new look. You know. A minor thing, but, you know, the thing is, Cleveland, those fans are, are hungry, you know. To put it mildly, if, you know, he might not be ready at the start of the season, but, you know, if if he wins a few games, you know, they don't want to make him the mayor, you know. So, in that respect, you know, that could be a good place for him. And, uh, you know, I think uh, Hugh Jackson seems pretty smart, and the smart coaches like the Mike Shanahan's, they alter their system to fit the skills of the players. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, but the thing, the problem with RG is two, well, two things. The big problems in a nutshell is not, not staying healthy and not developing his uh, pocket passing skills. But uh, right. hopefully he learned some things last year and uh, he's going to continue to learn. And I don't know. I think, uh, I mean, I'm not, going to draft him high in fantasy drafts, even if he's projected as a starter. But uh, who knows? It might not be this year, but uh, I don't know how long the contract's for. But uh, Two years. Uh, yeah, okay. So, uh, and, you, know, and, you know, I got nothing against the guy. And you know what I like about him? And this is, you know, I remember when Michael Vick was playing, especially early in his career. When he's on, he's an exciting player. I like guys like that. And I think – the league needs guys. You you like exciting players, you know? So, mm-hmm. um, in that respect, maybe he's somewhat similar to Vic. Um, you know, uh, you know, so, uh, you know, and there's a shortage of quarterbacks. And when people talk about expanding the league, I think about, you know, there were some teams like Houston last year who really had a shortage of talent at quarterback. Oh, and yeah. you don't want, you know, can you imagine adding four teams uh, and spreading out the quarterback and other talent even thinner, and 
you know, now with all this concussion stuff, the talent pipeline might not be as uh, as stacked as it was in the past. I mean, uh, you know, who knows? In, in 10 years, uh, you know, it could be a lot less talent coming into the league. Um, but, uh, yeah, they, uh, yeah, I'll tell you, you know, I wish they wouldn't have closed down the NFL Europe because that was a good way to develop quarterbacks. But, uh, you know, it, 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 they didn't want to pay for it. It didn't seem like much money, but, you know, hey, they, they don't like losing any money on anything. That's why they're billionaires, you know? And, That's true. You know, and it, this was a real low-budget league. It was six teams, small rosters, low salaries, nope. Uh, you know, it was an investment, you know. Nope, they they, they didn't want to do it. So, and, and believe me, uh, Kurt Warner played in NFL Europe, uh, Jake DeLome, uh, I think those are two of the bigger name guys, but, you know, because it was always, you know, with a lot of these quarterback, well, we want a guy with experience. Well, how do you get him the experience? So it was tough for guys, you know, who were lower on the depth chart to get real experience, and they, they never should have shut that league down. Speaking of money, when I say 11.9, what comes to mind? A, a enigma, a, 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 a troubled quarterback that wants to get out of the Bay Area to wherever. Um, but as of today, after four o'clock today, is guaranteed eleven point nine million dollars. And I'm talking about Colin Kaepernick, and. Even though Chip Kelly and Trent Baalke and the rest of the organization have said that they want to keep Colin Kaepernick, he has stick, stuck to his guns and probably probably tried talking to him or talking to their agent to try to convince him to, to um, change his mind. He's still the property, and I hate to say it like that, but he is still the property of the um, San Francisco 49ers. And as of now, like I said, $11.9 million guaranteed for a quarterback that for the majority of last season sat on the bench and never got into a game um, after Blaine Gabbert uh, took over the starting role. And new coach, Everybody in in God's country think that this coach Chip Kelly and and Colin Kaepernick are a perfect match together, except for Colin Kaepernick and his his agent, who, who they want out. Um, and I can't blame the guy. I understand he'd get eleven point nine million. I understand that he got benched for ineffective play, but. Uh, as a player, and when you have the coach that he had last year and the situation that was take, took place after they got rid of Jim Harbaugh for the most part, uh, even though he left, it's pretty much they pushed, pushed Harbaugh out the door, who was a successful coach in San Francisco, but there was a power, power play that um, Jim Harbaugh wasn't going to win so they pushed him out and brought in uh, Jim Tom Sula, who was ineffective as a head coach. 
And then they got Chip Kelly, who got pushed out of uh, Philadelphia to take the head, just the head coaching role and to mind his business anywhere else. That's basically how uh, I think that's how, what they told him. You're going to be a coach, and we're going to pick the players, and, and, and that's it. Um, Kyle Kaepernick, with the circumstances that took place last year and probably over a few years, didn't want any part of it this year and wanted out. Now, there's still probably a, a, a chance that he'll get traded. I don't know how with $11.9 million uh, a dollar price tag on him now um, and uh, 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 not knowing if he can be an effective quarterback because the way things took place last year. If he's going to stay with San Francisco, is he going to go to another team like the um, Denver Broncos? Who knows? Uh, is he going to be a trade trade chip uh, near the draft time? Who knows? What's your thoughts, Jeff? Yeah, I don't understand. I mean, I mean, I can understand Kaepernick was ticked off that he got benched last year, but that the coach who benched him is gone. So I'm curious if if uh, Chip KKK Kelly uh, oh, tried oh. to reach out to him. Wow. You know, well, you know they said those things about him. Yes, and, I uh, know. Yes, I know. A lot of circumstantial stuff. Yep. Uh, if it yep. was true, if they could ever prove it, it would end his career. Um, mm-hmm. See, I don't know. Kaepernick is mixed. I don't know how he feels about mixed guys, and I think he was raised by whites, so maybe Kelly might like him, you know. Um, um, oh, wow! No, I, I remember, like, when it came up the first time when they were talking about, you know, but you know, it was, it was just like a lot of circumstantial evidence, you know. He let go a lot of good black players, but percentage-wise, what, you know, 70% of the NFL is black. So if you let players go, there's, there's a high percentage they're going to be black. But who do they extend? The, uh, Riley Cooper, who stinks and, and, and had that racist rant. It's like, hmm, mm-hmm. that doesn't make any sense. He's like the one guy they extended who eventually right. they did cut, you know. Right, um, right. But that was after they canned Kelly. And somebody said this to me, like, with, with the Eagles, that, they had a lot of, uh, you know, I mean, they, um, not just white, but other races. Like, they had uh, a couple Latin guys, that Native American guy, you know. It's like, yeah. So, so, basically, you know, he wants to have as many, you know, it looked like he was trying to get as many non-blacks. It's, it's not funny. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think they were ever able to prove it. But, you know, going back, you know, some of these coaches kind of are. You know, I, I mean, you know, they'll try to disguise it, you know. Uh, but, you know, I mean, it's a lot more on the lower level. But, like, you know, lower levels of football, it, yeah, I swear, I heard so many stories. If, you know, if you're a white kid in high school, they won't even let you tr- – some of these coaches won't even let you try to be a running back. You know, even if you say, hey, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I'm pretty good at running back, uh, give mm-hmm. me a shot. Nope, nope. I mean, Pasek High used to have powerful teams, and, you know, uh, the coach would take one look at you and give you a position. <laughs> right. You know, you understand. Yep. Or they didn't even have to look at you sometimes. They'd see your last name on the list, you know. Um, it, it, there's a lot of that, you know. Um, oh, yeah. It's, it's messed up. And, and a lot of these coaches, I think, though, 
I think the better coaches rise to the top because uh, on the lower levels of coaching, you know, uh, a lot of the high school coaches and, you know, other lower level type coaches, I don't want to knock them because some of them are really good and I don't want to call lower level, but for lack of a better term, the winning is not their priority. Their priority, of course, they'd rather win than lose because they're not stupid, but a lot of these cats, their priority is getting their butt kissed, you know, and, and being right or thinking that they're right. You know what I'm saying? Um, sure. And, and that, that's the games that these clowns like to play. And usually these aren't the guys who win big and have smarts and make it to college and the pros. Because, you know, the guys who do well are the ones who are all about winning, you know, uh, not getting their butt kissed. Because that, that's what a lot of these coaches are really into when it's really sad. And because of that, a lot of people have very negative experiences with sports. Yep. All right, Jeff, we come to the end of the show. I really appreciate you uh, uh, spending the time with me tonight um, and we hashing over uh, some little, a few controversial things and exchanging ideas and thoughts on, on all these uh, um, players, I guess, for, and situations that have taken place uh, in, in uh, basketball and football. Uh, people, tune in on Saturday. Uh, 1 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, where Vic will and I will be on the uh, FSP show. Um, and then also on 10 o'clock, 10 o'clock in the morning, on a Sunday morning, I will be back uh, with the master plan. Uh, we're talking baseball. Baseball's right around the corner. First first day of, or night of baseball is the Mets versus Kansas City, which I think takes place on the 4th, which is on Sunday. Uh, I'll be talking about that. I'll be talking about a little fantasy baseball and maybe throwing a little football like I always do uh, on my shows, uh, on, on all the shows, I should say. All right. With that being said, no music played. I'm just going to drop the mic. And Jeff, have a good week. Talk to you uh, next Thursday, uh, if God willing. And uh, we're out. Talk to you. See ya. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.